And welcome back to another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mayor Bear. How you doing? What's up, everybody? And this week we are covering The Office, Season 6, Episodes 25 and 26, The Chump and Whistleblower. Woo! Rounding it out! <laughs> yeah, we're going to also have our end of Season 6 autopsy yes. at the end of the cast. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, Bear, why don't you let us know what we talked about last week? Absolutely. So on season six, episode twenty-three, body language, we uh, <laughs> yep. we saw Michael sexually harass the manager of Sid and Dexter's for twenty mm. minutes, um, and Kelly became the recipient or the newest member of Saber's Print in All Colors initiative. And she's going to be a minority executive, as they say. Well, yeah, she's on track. Which, come to think of it, I don't think was talked about in these two episodes today. Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think that was brought up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's a plot device that will be uh, (laughs) touched on further. We'll see. But, But, um, yeah, Michael basically was hitting on the manager that we met when he was date Mike. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) in the end, even though he tried to kiss her, sucked her hand, and then held her up against a wall, essentially. (laughs) She said, oh, you were right. I am attracted to you. Does not happen in real life, fellas. Very weird. get that through your heads. Um, And then in episode 24, the cover-up, Michael thinks that now she is cheating on him and sends Dwight as undercover to go spy on her. Um, Let's see. Daryl and Andy try to debunk or try to find out if Printer's catching on fire is a legit thing. Yep. But really, Daryl was just trying to pull fuck one with over. Andy. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to fuck with Andy. And it turned out that the printers do catch on fire. They really are def- def- Defective. faulty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Donna <clears throat> yells at Michael for thinking that she was cheating on him till Pam shows him pictures of her kissing another dude. And she's like, I'm cheating on my husband with you. She's married. Shamard. <laughs> and, uh... That's where we are. Yeah, that's where we're at. All right. So, I guess we'll start on this episode. Whoop, whoop. Uh, season 6, episode 25, The Chump. So, the cold open. Now, this is one that I am aware of. And <laughs> one that I love very much. <laughs> and it may have added an entire star to this episode. Yo, it's such a good one. Toby is leading a meeting about radon test kits for the air. <laughs> which is hilarious, because back... All the way to the uh, the surplus, which I think might have been season four. Yeah, he is like talking about radon in the As air. A silent killer. The silent killer. <laughs> and so Michael does a talking head, and as he's talking, there's like video of him doing what he's saying. Yes. And he's he thought the radon test kits were the things where if you turn it over, it moves. Yeah, like a toy. <laughs> he thought it was an ant trap. And he just keeps throwing them away. And the third one that he found, he threw it away out of spite. But I love how Toby, as he's saying it, Michael's like drifting off into space. And he's like, do not throw these away. Like yeah. snapping at him. Do not throw this away. Yeah, so Michael hijacks the meeting because he's bored, essentially. And he delivers this line that if... If I was in a room with a gun and I had two bullets with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I'd shoot Toby twice. And that's over the line. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, whoa, whoa, Michael, come on. (laughs) And he's like, oh, come on, what are you talking about? And Dwight, you know, is like, Mike, you were like really funny, and then you did that. Yeah, you went over the line. But then they discuss how they could do it where they kill all of them, (laughs) including an icicle, uh, a curtain rod, all these things. And then they get up and Dwight shows how... Phyllis is Hitler, 
Toby is Toby, and Andy is Bin Laden. He lines them up and with one bullet shoots them all through the throat. And they're all like, oh, yay, I can see it. Meeting yeah. adjourned. They even do like a standing ovation afterwards. And, and that, the face Toby makes that Mary is holding up right now is amazing. It is. Oh, God. So the show proper opens with Aaron and Pam. Uh, they have goodies because Michael has had his heart broken by Donna, allegedly. Did you notice that the ice cream's coming out of? It was a Wegman's bag. It was bag. a reusable Wegman's shopping bag, baby. And they were the ice cream was renamed to commemorate the Eagles, and I hate the Eagles. I hate to sound like the dude, but I hate the fucking Eagles. They are like the worst band. Yeah. But what was it? It was like witchy... Witchy... Witchy wo- Womanella. Yeah. And like all this uh, shit. Cake it to the limit. Yeah. Oh, it's like all <laughs> these horrible pun names. Um, they do a talking head. Pam is yawning as uh, Aaron is explaining, like, oh, Michael's had his heart broken, so we're having his snacks and everything. And Pam's tired because she was up all night with the baby. Yep. So, like, they're reading up in front of everybody in the office. Mr. Bean is on in the conference room. <laughs> and we see Kevin, like, oh, 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 He's laughing. Which, I mean, I can't say shit because hey, t- Mr. Bean is hilarious. We talked about Mr. Bean on this very <laughs> Mr. show. Mr. Bean! And uh, Pink Panther is on in his office. <laughs> yes. Uh, they need bodies in both rooms. Yeah, they want everyone to do, like, half-hour shifts with Michael <laughs> to make sure that he doesn't wallow in yes. misery. And then Toby walks in. He's like, hey, everybody. They're like, no! Get the fuck out! No! Out, Toby! Did you hear Oscar, though? He's like, I'm sorry, Toby, but get out. (laughs) He's just like, whatever. He just leaves. (laughs) Fucking Toby's killing. So Michael enters, and the people are, like, brown-nosing him. They're laughing at his jokes and everything. But they realize, like, he's kind of upbeat. And he doesn't want the ice cream. He just kind of goes to his office. What do you got? Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Oh, because Pam says, like, if you don't have anything to say to him, just make a random sound effect. So, as my, like, Michael comes in, Kevin just goes, boy, yo, 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 His whole body, like, boy, yo, 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 yo. He does, like, a boner noise. It's great. And, and Michael's like, random. Okay. <laughs> so, we see Dwight and Angela in the conference room with a mediator going over the baby contract. Yo, this makes the episode even better. This is a huge point in the oh episode's favor. Oh, my favorite. God. And Angela, like, Dwight is, like, suspicious that Angela's not doing the beet juice cleanse that he, uh, I guess, put in the contract. And then she's like, look at my teeth. And they're all red and discolored. And and even Dwight and the mediator are like, oh my god. Maybe I went too far with that one. (laughs) So in the kitchen, uh, people are wondering if Mike is still seeing her or if he matured overnight. Like in big, as Andy says. (laughs) So Jim says he's too tired to do all this or whatever. And that's when Pam panics and invites Michael to dinner at their house. And they'll get Hooters to go, which, like, Michael's like, oh, You cool. can hold our baby, and we'll play Billy Joel Rock Band. Oh, which I wish that, that game existed. Amazing. I would be all over I'd that. I need the piano, though. You can't do, like... Oh, you can do... He had some killer drums, man. Oh, yeah. Killer drums. I'm doing it all for Lena. I love that song. <laughs> um, but Michael says, oh, I have plans. And that's when Pam yells at him, Michael Scott, are you still seeing Donna? <laughs> and it turns out he is. Yay. He is. Um, he does a talking head where he says, is it wrong to still see her? If you ask her husband or take a random poll, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't care. But he tries to, like, stick up for himself. Yeah, he gets all defensive, and he says he asked Donna, and she's fine with it. And then he <laughs> asked her again later, and she was still fine with it. <laughs> and he says her husband is a high school baseball coach. He's up early, he's into bed early, mm-hmm. he, you know, he doesn't have time for her, and he won't know anyway. And then, uh... Like, Andy says something to him, and Mike's like, oh, please, I had to tell you your Angela was cheating on you, and it was right under your nose. Yep. And Jim's just like, too mean, Michael. You're yeah. just being mean. But um, And then he's like, is it wrong in a world where Stanley can cheat and Phyllis can cheat? 
And her, Phyllis is like, Michael! Yeah, on her diet. On her diet. <laughs> like, so is Phyllis going a little further with the Bob's Warehouse That guys? we're unaware of. So Weird. Because they, like, focused on her face for, like, a good three seconds. Yeah, I'm, like, trying to think back. Remember, it was the Cafe Disco episode where... She was like. She thought that Bob was cheating on her with her new voluptuous such a random, secretary. Such a random nothing storyline. Yeah. Uh, Andy tells him that he doesn't even know the guy. He like just knows her side. Yeah. And that's like when Michael walks out. He's just like, I don't want to be like fucking yelled at. So in the office, Mike tells Andy that he's the good guy. The husband must be the bad guy if the wife's cheating on him. Yeah. And Andy says, well, they're always having practice and games. Let's go check it out at the high school and see what this guy's about. But he also says, I am Beyonce and you are Ali Larder in this situation. <laughs> and Michael goes, I am Beyonce. Always. <laughs> always. Queen B or whatever. Queen B. And, uh, well, yeah, it's Michael like, goes along. He's like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. Which is weird. Really so weird. They're at, the, at a game and Andy is annoying Michael. Did you notice what the opposite team's colors were? Yeah, there's uh, red and blue. Uh-huh. Yes. And, uh, which guys, uh, there's only like two school districts in the area, I think, that are red and blue. It's like Carbondale area, Lakeland. Are there any other ones that I'm missing? I really can't tell you, <laughs> to be completely honest. Well, I know like Valley what View is, is what is Scranton? Scranton is Burgundy, I think. I think Burgundy and Gold, yes. But then West Side is, I actually, I think, gray oh, and blue. Gray and blue, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the, yeah, I really. I'm not even forgetting some of the schools. We know Valley View is blue and yellow because they actually did an episode there. And Daryl yes. had the helmet. And Mid-Valley is blue and white. A lot of blues in the a area. A lot of blues in the area. <laughs> it's a blue area. Yeah. But then there's like LaSalle, like the... Private schools. Private schools. I think the one private school is actually green, which I enjoy. Is that the Christian one? Holy or the Cross. Cro- yeah, yeah, Catholic. So, um, Andy is like annoying Mike at the game. And they spot the third base coach as her husband. Yes. But then we go back to the office and Gabe catches Jim and Pam sleeping at their desks. <laughs> and he takes them to his office and gives them, a, I guess, a light reprimand. Yeah. But he immediately apologizes. And he <laughs> asks... bringing the heavy. Yeah, he really wants to ask them about their opinion on some, like, minutia about disseminating information. Oh, my and God. as he's talking, they're both, like, trying so hard to so stay away. So hard. Because... Gabe is basically an ambient noise machine. <laughs> you know what Poor I mean? Poor man. Uh, it's me- actually... Sorry. No, sidebar. It's funny. I saw um, an interview with the actor. Mm. And is somebody, he like that in real life? No. Oh. Not to this degree. Mm. But um, it's funny because he's actually a really funny actor and a funny guy because he... Uh, they said, like, oh, how do you feel about like being made fun of like for your physical attributes? And he goes... I'm fine with it. I mean, I've seen what I look like, so. He really, when Dwight called him a stick bug a few weeks ago, it was dead on. Dead on. Um, but at least he can make fun of himself. Well, I, if, I appreciate If you're in Hollywood that. and you're on TV, yeah. like, you understand your flaws probably more so than a regular yeah. person. You know, like Sarah oh, Jessica yeah. Parker is a witch. <laughs> so, a muck, a muck, a muck. back in the conference room. The mediator is talking, um, he's going over the contract about a Benjamin Button baby, <laughs> if they are part of the Matrix, like going through that stuff, and Dwight is like convinced they're in the Matrix, oh I guess. God. So the mediator well, says... Well, it makes sense because when they were writing up the contract, he said the father, who will now hereafter be named... Morpheus. They're called Morpheus. Yes. <laughs> Which, I love the fact that that's in this contract that this guy's reading. Yep. The mediator says it's a solid contract. But Dwight will still owe damages of $30,000. And he, like, yep. freaks out about it. Yep. So at the game, Andy is confusing baseball and cricket, I think, at one point. Well, he's like, it's basically just cricket. Yeah. 
But without I the wicket. Love, I love that he's just like yelling like baseball. Yeah, baseball. Just, sports are great. <laughs> but like, and then like Michael sees the coach and he's just like mocking him, mm-hmm. and just to like justify his actions essentially. Yeah. Like I bet he doesn't do like give his wife high fives like he does with yeah. the players. Um, Angela now gives Dwight a compromise intercourse five times to completion, and uh, it has to be in her bed with her, all of her cats. Oh. And the, and the eye contact. The mediator is, like, mortified that he's watching prostitution yeah. transpire, basically. <laughs> and Angela wants eye contact, and Dwight's like, you know, do you know how rare that is in nature? And she's like, you're not going to treat me like a farm animal, to which he, like, looks at the camera. Yeah, like, yeah, she is, so. So Andy goes down to the field level, and he starts talking with the coach, who mm-hmm. seems like a nice guy. But the coach <laughs> the coach thinks they're Kenny's dads, <laughs> to which Andy says, no, we're just gay for baseball. <laughs> And uh, Andy's, like, talking to him about marriage. And, like, it's really bad. It's so cringy. Yeah, and the guy's kind of weirded out. And then he wants Sheldon, as he calls Michael, (laughs) to meet the coach. And, like, they shake hands through the fence. And it's like a fish fin. Yeah, like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Sheldon. (laughs) And then Michael does a talking head where he says he's basically James Bond for shaking the hand of the guy whose wife he's sleeping with. So, Michael comes back to the office and he's throwing orange slices that he stole from the kids, I guess. Which, I can't... Um, high school kids eating orange slices, that's that's uh, more like a little like kid soccer. school. That's a little kid soccer thing. Yeah, but then again, we haven't known anybody that actually was in high school. When I was in high school... Years. <laughs> with the kids I played with in high school were like... Oh, they degenerates. Were like, yeah, they were chewing and like drinking after school. In 12, like, no, when they were 12, oh, like, yeah. really, they're like doing shots. Um, <laughs> so everyone is like disgusted by Michael's behavior and that he's not changing his mind. Yo, I actually wrote like Michael Scott's a fucking scumbag. Oh, yeah, at and, this yeah. Point. And <laughs> it's part of the episode where he says, I'm going to take whatever I want and yeah. I want cake. So he goes into the into the break room, opens the fridge, takes out Meredith's birthday cake and starts like hand like puts his hands in it Ugh. and just starts eating it like a fucking savage. And that's when like Ryan gets inspired. He says Michael just takes what he wants. So he goes out to Aaron. He says that you're very attractive and I want to have sex with you. And she's like, what about Kelly? He's like, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, And that's when Aaron just goes, is this a joke? He goes, yes. And then walks right there. And he's just like, it's hard to live that way, man. I I care what people think about me. (laughs) And then Michael's just standing there with a handful of cake going, you'll learn, baby. Oh, my God. Like, all of a sudden, Michael Scott is a badass. Yep. So Dwight does a talking head now where he says, I will honor her contract, but not give her the good stuff. And we see him mounting a microwave like Randy Marsh when he's trying to get testicular cancer. And he's smashing his nuts with a phone book. He's drumming, using drumsticks on his testicles. He's on a bike and stops, hits the brakes and slams into the fucking handlebars with his crotch first. Well, he says, I have to give it to her contractually, but I don't have to give her the good stuff. But I also like how he says $30,000. Pretty impressive stud feed. <laughs> he's he's a horse now. Yeah. Like, they are farm animals. Yes. So um, Mike Mike's at the copier and he's walking away and Creed's like, "Hey boss, you gonna put more paper in there?" Michael's like, "Nope." And that's when we get the talking head of Creed, and this is like a highlight Amazing. just for so stupid. He goes, "He don't give an f about nothing." <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's throwing his so hands. Outraged he's gesticulating with his thing. hands, like throwing him up. He's like, "What the <laughs> fuck? This guy's a fucking anarchist." <laughs> um, now Jim and Pam are still very tired in the break room and Daryl tells them that he has a restful location in the warehouse that they can't tell anybody about 
And they're like, oh, we can sleep in the warehouse. <laughs> so Phyllis is not... Well, the reason being because most of the guys in the warehouse work two jobs. Yeah, so they like they sleep on the job. They need naps between. Yes. So Phyllis is in Mike's office, and she won't even look at him. She has no regard for mm-hmm. Mike. She has no respect for him. So he loses it on everybody's disapproval, and he says he's going to go meet her at a hotel now. And no one can stop him. And a, hot- a motel because it's sleazy and sexy and it wouldn't be good enough for his condo or something. You know, oh, shit like that. Too dirty for his condo. Yeah. So Dwight and Angela meet in their spot. And they go in there. She's like, what happened to you? Because like, his testicles have to be bruised. His genitals Swollen. are mutilated. And he's like, no, it'll still work. But as they close the door, it pans up to like a shelf, a shelving unit. And Jim and Pam are there trying to sleep and their eyes are wide open. (laughs) Because they're about to hear everything. Oh, God. Uh, We see Michael driving. And he seems kind of uncomfortable. And it's like a ten minute like shot of nothing. Just him in the car. But then he arrives back at the office. He goes to the break room, grabs the cartons of ice cream, and goes into his office to wallow. Yep. And he does a talking head where he says he broke up with her, but he feels proud, like an adult. Uh, he really liked her, but he knows that he made the right decision between living with himself and being happy. Yep. Which is the only bit of growth I can see in Michael Scott in these episodes. Uh, he leaves work, uh, then, and a news crew approach, approaches him. WBRE. Yes, local news station. Uh, NBC affiliate. Yes. Which, of course, it's the office. Yeah. So he apologizes to the coach and players and will not <laughs> listen to his bodily instincts again. Which sounds like he did some really, like, pedophile shit. My God. Sandusky. That's when the um, interviewer is just like, no, like, what about the faulty printers? Yeah, your printers that blow and up. And he has no idea what she's talking yeah. about. So that's this episode. I gave it a 4.3. I gave it a 4.0. All right. I said Michael Scott was terrible, but it made for great content. It did. Um, I just, I came to understand how meeting this woman's husband, shaking his hand, didn't make Michael, it didn't bother him. It was the guilt from it everybody else. It was everybody else treating him like a scumbag because that made him upset. they are family. And those are the only people he cares about because they are his family. That's the one thing that, if I anything guess. else, that since day one of this show he has preached. And yeah. he doesn't really love her. Like, he actually cares about the people, he, his family, quote-unquote. So, like, not having them back yeah. him up, he felt alone. And he said, like, I'd rather live with myself and know that I can come into work and these people will respect me than just sex. Yeah. It's all about sex. Because, like, I think he realized after, like, especially when he started talking about banging her in a motel. Yeah. It's not about anything but sex. Yeah. And she's probably not leaving her husband for him. Yeah. So, like, it came, it all came crashing down and it hurt inside. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I can say is that Andy was actually pretty toler- tolerable and funny in this episode. For, yeah, for what he was and doing. And I'm kind yeah. of surprised. But somehow... When him and Michael get together, it usually crashes. But somehow he's now intelligent and not stupid as fuck. Like it comes and goes. Where it's like he a light was switch. like you know he couldn't even like sh- tie his own shoelaces a few episodes ago. Now he's the moral compass in sh- <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare. Like I, that's the show just breaks the laws of physics with these characters. Seesawing like a motherfucker. Yeah, this one is all over the place, but it was. But it was good. It was good. The content. Dwight Angela stuff was great. Too. Yo, that was amazing. Where they basically draw up a prostitution contract. <laughs> if the baby is born, a la Benjamin Button. <laughs> They're just like, we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. Move <laughs> to the next. I did have one question about yeah. the 
Any replicants of descendants? Yeah, I don't know what. That sounds like a sci-fi term that I should know, but it's it escapes okay. me right now. I didn't get it either. And even yeah. the guy was like, is that grandchildren? <laughs> no. It's like, is that the matrix? Like, hey, guys, if you understood that reference, let us know because it's way over our nerd heads. Yeah, I, get I don't get that. But so. uh, it's probably a reference. Maybe when I hear it, I'll go, ah. Ah, damn it. Yeah. I should have known that. But who knows? Um, now, before we jump into the season finale... Episode 26, Whistleblower. Why don't you put us over, Bear? Absolutely, Kev. So, guys, you can always hit us up on Twitter. We like to keep it funky fresh. Post on our favorite uh, screen grabs, which uh, this week we have multiple. We even have a little video for you guys from the season finale. <sighs> yes. Which is pretty appropriate for the year of 2020. We'll <laughs> just put it that way. But um, you can always hit us up there. It's at Bros's Podcast. Or if you have long-form feedback that you'd like to give us, if you have feedback... From earlier in the podcast, because this is now closing out season six, let us know via email. Yeah, we don't and we'll care. We'll bring it up. We'll listen to anything. Yeah, you have if we to have say. any new listeners that are just catching up to us now, send us an email at brother sister rewatch. We'll be happy to read it on the air, revisit past episodes, and discuss. We love to interact with you guys uh, on across all platforms. Aye. Also, uh, you can find us on all podcatcher apps now, including iTunes. Yeah. And um, you can find us on the Jenny position. You can subscribe there and find a lot of other great podcasts like Geek and Sassy, uh, Freak Out Drive-In. You got that one. I did. Finally. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, what other ones am I missing? Uh, Journey through Infinity, talking pop. There's other stuff there. Uh, a lot of content. content. Tons. Yeah, it'll pass pass your time. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else, dude? No, nah, I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, share the show around. Yes, we share it with your friends, it. your family, your coworkers, your acquaintances, your neighbors, whoever. Uh, we would love, like, we love every one of our listeners. We appreciate all of you, especially our international contingent, which apparently yes. is growing recently. That's fantastic. Um, and we want to thank you all for continuing to listen and support the show. And we hope that you'll show some shupo- support. Show some support. Show some support. Show some support <laughs> by uh, sharing the show around and helping us grow even more. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, thank you. You guys are awesome. Now we're jumping in to the season finale of season six. Whistleblower. Yes. Our cold open is Michael. <laughs> Michael is an interview on pahomepage.com, which is actually WBRE's yeah. website. Yep. Um, it is a real website, and it has real things on there they about went, the interview. They went balls area. deep for it. Yeah, I mean, it is the NBC affiliate, yeah. which I did look at. I went deep, guys. I oh, looked at the it. actual web page that they visited. Because it had a video of Michael on there, so obviously <laughs> it was, like, made up. But they had, like, the links, the layout, everything was appropriate for the actual PA homepage, Perfect. which I was really... I was stunned that they went into that much detail for, like, a three-second clip of Happy the website. But, um... And Michael was interviewed, essentially, by WBRE about the the... Uh, printers catching on fire. And Michael's just excited to be in the limelight, really. He, um, call, uh, a call comes in. (laughs) Yes. And uh, it's a girl saying that she wants to pinch his tiny wiener. And he gets so (laughs) excited and he's like, it's Packer! (laughs) He's like, I thought you were a girl, Pac-Man! And, um... Michael Snot. (laughs) But Michael's just pumped to get the attention, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he explains that he gave a statement to the news, um... And it's on the website. It was in the paper this morning. And then he called Froggy98.7. Why would they do that? Dude, they went so far. They they have the bumper sticker in every fucking shot. Okay, so it's Froggy 101. It's the local uh, country, country music station of the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre 
Bari. Wilkes Bar, Wilkes Bear, Wilkes Berry, however you say it. Area. <laughs> Area. It's the country station. What's um, even worse is 98.7 isn't a station around no. here. 98.5 KRZ yeah. is. I don't know That's why. Like the top 40. I don't know why they didn't go with just say Froggy 101 because, I like know. I said, there's the bumper sticker at Dwight's at desk. Dwight's desk. Every fucking episode it's talked about. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's seen. So I don't know why they, they didn't did just go with so it. so much detail in yeah. this episode, like down to the website. Yeah. And then they fucked it up at the finish line. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God. I was so upset when I saw that or heard that. <laughs> yep. But anyway, he says that he called Froggy 98.7 on their request line and gave an interview with the host <laughs> without being asked, mind you. <laughs> Um, so now Michael says that he wants the story to be number one on the website. So he wants everybody to stop working and to go watch the video 11 times. So that it passes the one about the falsely accused teacher because we can't let the pedophiles win again. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then Angela, so you start hearing his voice go like seven times, different starts mm. and Angela's like oh my god did you guys see the video about the baby otter that the zoo just got <laughs> and everybody pops over to it and everybody's like oh my god it's so cute but Michael's like he just doesn't want that to win he yeah. wants to be number one he wants to be in the limelight but even he can't help but be overtaken by the cuteness of a baby otter yeah, he's like watching it he almost has like tears in his he eyes does. Like, it's so it's beautiful <laughs> So now Joe, my bitch, Kathy Bates, oh, Joe Bennett pops up and she's pooped. With her Beetlejuice hair. You know what her hair looks like? It real. Yeah, I realize in this. Uh, it the looks, King Karen? No, it looks like uh, fucking Max Shrek from Batman Returns, Christopher Walken's character. Oh my God. Like it's that big gray mask. Oh my God, stop That's it. That's what it looks That's like. That's going on Twitter. We're Holy putting shit. It, we're, we're posting it, yo. Holy shit. Um, all right. So <laughs> Joe comes in and she wants to know who the whistleblower is. She explains that uh, they found an issue with one printer model, and they got a software patch, and they fixed it, and they were going to offer all their affected clients free toner to keep them. But then, the report got out that they are faulty, and that Korean printers are killing Americans. (laughs) And uh, they lost half of their clientele, apparently. Not good shit. No, she's pissed. So now Michael sticks up for everybody, and he says, nobody in this office... Has done it, Joe. Nobody talked to the press, except for Michael. <laughs> and um, everybody looks to Andy as the snitch, but he does not. He denies it. Yeah, he's not going down. Yeah, he says that his family made all of their money off of silencing whistleblowers. <laughs> yeah. Which eh, I can the more I learn about it. Andy's family, the more I'm just like, what the? They're fuck? waspy as fuck. Well, yeah, of course they're waspy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but but um, so Joe makes everybody sign a little form that says, "I did not do it." And Michael doesn't think that anybody should have to sign it. And uh, Joe says that she has a barometer that she got from her mama. Who is a big boss lady. Yes. And <laughs> she said, um, you know, if you talk to somebody and they say, oh, no, um, you should go lean. Uh, you should provide leniency to the guilty party. They were in on it. Mm. But if they want to bring down the swift hammer of justice, then uh, she knew that they weren't in- involved. Because a clear conscience ne- it sh- needs no mercy. Exactly. Whew. I would not want to be Joe Bennett's daughter. So, so southern in these episodes. <laughs> Seriously. So now um, she asks, she takes Michael and she's like, Michael, what do you think we should do? And Michael's like, we should send him to Guantanamo he Bay. He doesn't say. He says Montego oh, Bay. Oh, Montego Bay. And she's Bay. like, you mean Guantanamo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so basically he's on the side of... This bring the swift hammer yep. of justice down. So on she them. knows he he's not in. Yeah, on. he passes the test. Yeah. 
So now the IT guy is going over to Dwight's desk and he's like, hey, Dwight, can I get in there? And he allows him in and then he attacks him. Yeah, puts him in like a fucking chokehold on the desk. Yeah. And um, he explains to them, like, listen, we're, or Oscar goes, corporate is searching all of our hard drives to see who's uh, the, the snitch. snitch. And, he, and Dwight's like, oh, you're the big brother. I have no issues. Go right ahead. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin is amazing in this scene. Kevin goes, wait, you're you're reading our hard drives? And he's like, yeah, Kevin sprints. As fast as Kevin Malone can. Sprints over to his desk and he goes, Kevin, I already got to yours. And Kevin runs back and he goes, that's fine. Sometimes I run. I'm a runner. <laughs> Which is just amazing. That's good shit. Kevin is the scene stealer here. He's like panting. Oh my god. So now Oscar, uh, Phyllis, and Angela, who are all wearing like the same color palette. Yeah, I was wondering if that was like a thing, but I didn't they're know. all wearing like lavender purple. Kind yeah, of. like pink lavender. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was. Oscar when, wears purple, like yeah. the count. <laughs> but like when they panned over to them, I was like, oh, color scheme. It pops. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you know Michael's misspeak here? He has a classic Scott misspeak. Because Angela's bitching about how he should just like put like walk over Andy, throw him under the bus. He's the leak that we shouldn't be. And then Michael goes, "Well, oh. should I listen to his spermed lover? Spermed lover, not spermed. Spermed. Oh, God, hot. Ugh. But basically, yeah, they're just like, listen, we all know it was Andy. Just yep. fucking tell Joe it was him. We don't want to deal with this shit all night. Yep, or all day rather. So now." Um, Dwight and Joe, Dwight goes into Joe's office and she's like, he's like, listen, it wasn't me, obviously, but here's a list of people who you should fire. And she's like, I would. It's everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Basically it's everybody. And she's like, I wouldn't, I wasn't suspecting you. And he goes, why would I sell out a company that made me rich beyond my wildest dreams? And you know, they're discussing how he had a very good year and everything like that. And she's like, well, tell me your money is making money for you. And he's like, I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. Are and you talking like, about alchemy? Yeah. That's my first, the first thing he did. I'm like, holy shit. That's awesome. But um, she's like, no, you should invest in property and make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. So now Michael confronts Andy in his office. And Andy swears up and down that it's not him. But then he throws Daryl under the bus. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I just love because Daryl's watching and then Michael looks over at him and he puts his head down. <laughs> yeah, like that. super like. Like a kid who did something wrong and mom spots him and he's like all yep, guilty. Yep, exactly. So now um, Daryl, well, Michael goes over to Daryl's office and he's like, D- was it you? And he goes, man, I was chatting up a girl at the bar and I think she could see my sadness. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird thing. <laughs> and uh, I told her about it and then I found out that she's a copy editor at the Trib, man. And Michael's like, was she cute? And he goes, no. <laughs> he did it for an ogo. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Michael's so upset. So now Joe, I think I think if he said she was pretty, Michael would have been like, okay, been I like, kind of right, I understand. <laughs> but she was ugly, so Michael cannot abide it. <laughs> so now Joe is interviewing Toby, and they're like, we didn't find anything on your uh, hard drive, but I did find uh, this, and it's his murder mystery novel. <laughs> yeah. And um, Joe's like, all right, I'll skim the first chapter. And she starts asking him, like, why would a detective want to be involved yeah, with the maid? She already has her own theories yeah. about why people are doing stuff. And, and she's like, and of course, you have to know, like, the maid is Pam. <laughs> That's true. Did I didn't you even... not connect that? No, I did not. Actually. Oh, my God, yeah. Why no, would the... I connect that? Because I, I did. I, I mean, I What was the main character? Did they even say anybody's name? It's Chad. Well, no, but. Um, I is think this going to be something no, in the future? No, we've talked about it before, I thought. No, we haven't. 
No. No, Toby. The la- the only time we read about heard about mysteries and Toby was when they tried to uh, get the banker when Dwight pretended to be him oh, and they left one the- in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Wait, is there something I should? No, no, no. It's <laughs> oh, very. No. no, it's stupid. We're gonna it's get. Not there. a big thing. We're gonna get there. It's really not a big right. thing at all. It's but gonna be I like the Scranton did- Strangler. It's yeah. gonna be down the road. Right. I just equated the maid to the receptionist. Gotcha. Okay. And figured that he wrote. Well, who's it- Chad? You said you'll the- get there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> gotta wait for this shit. All right, go so ahead. So now, uh, she's just like Toby's, just kind of like, oh yeah, huh? And then he just goes into it talking, and he's like, write your own damn novel. <laughs> yeah, he's all, like, why are you giving me pointers? Yeah, right. Bitch? Like he's just like super upset. Like, don't fucking talk to me about my own book, bitch. Toby was like the low key MVP of these two episodes. Right? He really was. <laughs> so now Pam and Jim are in the stairwell. And he, she confesses to him that it was her, that she was talking with another mom at daycare, and basically she was trying to one-up her because the woman was talking about her wonderful trip to Vietnam. So Pam's response to that was, our printers blow up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then they find out that her husband's a reporter. Again, proving that Pam is, like, unlikable and not funny. <laughs> but- so now, Jim is upset, and he's just like, what the fuck, Pam? And she's like, should I tell Joe? Should I tell Mike? He's like, yeah, get the bad ideas out now. <laughs> but then she actually does Next go. scene is her going to Michael. Yeah. And, uh, but Michael, also knowing that Daryl was a leak, he's like, my mind's going a mile an hour. And she's like, that fast, huh? <laughs> So now Pam, Daryl, and Michael meet in Meredith's van. <laughs> and, and all you see is parking tickets. And, and a boot. And a boot, yeah. <laughs> like for that you put on the wheel of the car. When yeah. it's getting impounded. Yeah. And Daryl's like, this just isn't right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so now Michael's upset and um, Kelly joins. And apparently she's also a whistleblower. And she's like, I think I tweeted it. All I do all day is talk. My favorite is when she gets in the van, Pam's first instinct. We're not going to get yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That just killed me. It was funny. That was but, uh, one, the one funny Pam line. But then also she goes, I think I tweeted it. I wolf. Woof. And woof. And um, then we get Ryan like. Explaining it. He He's basically doing a sales presentation. Essentially... A wolf is linking all of your social medias together. So if you get a notification on one, you get 17 different ways of being notified about it. You're never far away from being bothered. Which is terrifying. <laughs> that, that, that is like my worst nightmare. Yeah, that's awful. As a, as a guy who's thinking about just canceling every social media presence he has except for <laughs> except for the show. Essentially, like, yeah. Like I'm, just want to be a hermit. Th- oh, God, in a cabin in the woods, man. Like... Woof terrifies me. Yeah. Because then he goes, I'm going to send one to myself. And all of a sudden, his computer, 15 boxes pop yeah. up. His phone buzzes. He a gets fax. a fax. And then uh, there's a call from Aaron. You have a woof on line one? What the fuck? That's <laughs> Like, that is terrifying. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Oh, Michael's idea was to smash all of their computers. And everybody's like, no, we'd get fired for destroying our computers. <laughs> and then Daryl's like, we just need one scapegoat. Yeah, and his eyes are going towards Kelly. And she's like, oh my god, if you tell on me, I will totally down on that. Like, she just starts bitching him out. And um, so then Pam goes, no, Michael, what we need you to do is get Joe to go easy on us. Then all three of us will confess. Yeah. Foolproof, right? You would think so. You would think so. You don't know Joe Bennett. Nope, you do not. So then... Toby, Loki, being the uh, VIP of this uh, oh, episode. Not M- MVP. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the very important person this episode. This episode. Um, he's trying to get something out of the vending machine, and it's stuck. So Dwight, like, jumps over the... I know. Jo- um, Dwight, like, jumps over the table, and they bring the vending machine all the way down to, like, 
a fucking Chest- 50 degree yeah. angle. And um, Dwight's fucking phone his, rings. The and phone that's on leaves. his belt, by yes. the way. And he just leaves Toby with this vending machine. <laughs> so, Toby's like, yeah. Like, Yo, did you ever do that? Yeah, it I sucks. Had, I had to do that when in college when I worked retail. We had a vending machine in the break room. Yeah. So many times. Those things are fucking heavy. They are. And like, w- there'd be like two of us. One guy in the back would be like punching it. I'd be like rocking <laughs> it from the front. Yeah. You turn into like that gorilla that threw suitcases around in the 80s <laughs> in those commercials. Like, it's fucking horrible. I hate vending machines. Yeah, they are. No, the worst. Um, All I want is Reese's Pieces, goddammit. No, you know what the worst ones are? The drink ones where like. It doesn't fall down. It has like a little chute that goes up. Oh, yeah. It's it, like, yeah. But then it always gets stuck. No, I never had one get oh stuck. Oh, my God. At the company I used to work for, we had one of those. At least twice a week, that thing would be fucking shut down because there's like five bottles of soda. I mean, there are a lot of moving parts with that. Not that I'm an engineer or anything. Well, no, because if it doesn't slide out just right, if it gets tipped at all, it won't come out. Really? So yep. you get hosed, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that was another thing. I guess people beat up the vending machine at work too much. So <laughs> I got at one point, people we had like a big old receipt, like the you know, like the CVS receipts. Like yep. We'd put one on the side, and like people would get hosed on items, yep. and it would just say, "You owe Rose one fifty. So like when the vending guy would come in, he'd be like, "What the fuck is it?" He'd have to like pull money out and give it to people who lost money, and shit. <laughs> it was the fucking best. That's amazing. Good times. So um, anyway. Let's see. Oh, so then Dwight, the realtor, calls him yeah. to tell him uh, about a building with a basement office. And he goes... Because he's buying property now because Joe yeah, made him feel stupid. Yeah, that's what Joe told him yeah. to do. And uh, he it's a building with a basement office. And he goes, like a lair? <laughs> Call back to a few episodes yep. ago when he was just like, I wish I had a lair. Which, another thing. Well, you know, we'll talk about it at the end in the autopsy. Go okay. Ahead. So then uh, Michael goes to Joe to try to soften her up and say that... She should be lenient on the whistleblower. <laughs> and she lights up. You know, I love her it. face. Like, she doesn't even look at him. She just, like, side-eyes him. Uh-huh. And you can tell she's immediately suspicious of him and that she knows he knows well, even she, she says this. She goes, Michael Scott, what do you know? Yeah. And she's, like, now interrogating him, and he won't speak. And she's like, speak! And I love that yeah. the dog barks. Yeah. She, she has her like, big fucking, what are they? Uh, uh, Great, Great Danes. Danes. But she just, like, rolls her eyes, and she's like... <laughs> <sighs> okay. Fucking Marmadukes. So, um, she, they leave together. She's like, follow me. And Michael looks so scared in that car. He looks like Tessio at the end of The Godfather. <laughs> when, when they're like, get in the car. We'll see you later, Sal. Like, that's what it's like. It's like he's going to go for, get whacked. Like, am I wrong? Sleeping with the fish. That's what it looked like. It was fucking great. Oh, my God. It was great. And then we find that they go to, like, an airplane hangar. Yes. What was it? It's a castle something. Something. I don't it's know. It's definitely not it, uh, I mean, there's smaller airplane hangars. That not, it's not, not just like a Voca. No, not like that. But, um, so now Dwight um, is about to buy a building. The realtor's like, just come on down and sign the papers. And he goes, no, cancel it. And he puts a bid in, and he wants to buy the building that Dunder Mifflin is in. Seven twenty, or was it seventeen twenty-two Slough? Slough Avenue. is. Did you look that up? No, st- I didn't. I'm gonna look up Slough. See if that is actually a Scranton. Uh... I don't think it is. Well, yeah, keep but, talking. Yeah, I'm no, we will. So Michael and Joe are on her private plane, and he's just like, "People are gonna miss me. I have an early dinner with the chief of police, like trying to make her not." kill him essentially and she just makes him drinks and doesn't say a word and sits down then gabe announces that um after creedy's like 
Creed walks out of his interview, and then he goes, Stanley, you're up next. He goes, I did not do it. <laughs> and he's like, I love the timber of your voice. <laughs> the timber. So then he announces that Andy did it, and um, he's like, what? And he goes, well, I think you did it, and everybody else thinks you did it. Can we all agree to, like, sit with Andy doing it and see how we yeah, feel? Yeah, just like, yeah, come on, like, yeah. let's see. And everybody agrees except for Jim, and Andy's like, I didn't do it. What if Jim did it? And he's like, really, dude? <laughs> Me of all Fuck, people. I'm sticking up for you, man. So now Joe and Michael, he still won't talk. But then she appeals to his son. Well, they go on a plane. Yeah, they're already on Oh, did on you say that? Plane. Yeah, they're on the private plane. Oh, She okay. makes them drink. I'm sorry. I missed that. For, it's okay. I was looking up Slough Avenue, oh, which yeah. doesn't appear to exist. I told you. Yeah. So now um, she appeals to his softer side. And he's like, she's like, what's wrong, Michael? You ain't your same self. Doesn't she say Mama Joe or something? Mama Joe knows. <laughs> and uh, Michael explains, you know, he's like, I've been going through a bit of a rough patch. Well, a rough year, really. Which, 2020... We feel you, yeah, Michael Scott. Speaking we of series, feel you. speaking of series finales, we're hoping that 2020 season finale is coming up soon. <laughs> so now uh, Michael explains he's like going through a bunch of different things, and he's like, <clears throat> "Hasn't been a blockbuster year for me financially. My blockbuster stock oh, is down." That was one of the times where I just rolled my eyes. I go, "That's too hacky." It was too easy. It's too hacky for this show, yeah. and I don't even think Black Blockbuster was around in 2010. I, don't think I mean, so. I know there's still random rogue stores yeah. in like Oregon and Alaska that are open, but yeah. like I don't think it was even that much. I don't of think an the entity. Dunmore one was even open no, at that point. It, it was not an entity at that point. I don't think. So now um, he then he says he uh, misses Holly. And she goes, who's Holly? <laughs> and he's like, he, she's the best HR rep ever, blah, blah, Even blah. Even though he hates HR. <laughs> yeah. She got transferred to um, Nashua. And then we see David, Wa- oh, I'm sorry, at the office, everybody is still <laughs> you, just You like, wanted to jump that I know, so I did. <laughs> um, at the office, Andy is still like, I didn't do it, I swear. Mm. And then we just see David Wallace sitting on his stoop with his fucking dog in a sweatshirt that just says, suck it. <laughs> and he's like, I may have heard some rumors and... Called every client that I know we used to have. David Wallace spread was the word. The whistleblower. He and I love that he's a, he's a member of Degeneration X with the Suck It shirt. <laughs> right? So awesome. Well, the Suck It is the toy his vacuum. Idea. Yeah. His, his idea. But, um,. It's just amazing to see him. And he's like, I might have made some calls. Well, then he tries to do a pitch. Where yeah. He's like, let me tell you about Suck It. And it just cuts. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're not interested. So now everybody is still like in their little meeting. And they're like, listen, we should all just say Andy did it. And the IT guy walks in. And this, he's like, this, this scene, scene is- This scene was an automatic star. This was chef's kiss. <laughs> it was beautiful, and it was so perfect. It was so needed. Everybody, oh. Anyway. After this season, this is exactly how they all should have said yeah. goodbye oh, to them. they should have all been. It was the perfect goodbye to this oh, season of characters. Oh, fuck off to all of them. <laughs> so he walks in, and he's like, hey, guys. And Gabe is like, we're in a meeting. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, well, I just wanted to say goodbye. My friends are waiting in the car. I'm going to Detroit to teach inner city kids about computers through... Uh, Teach for America. Teach for America. Which is, yeah, that is like one of those programs. I actually looked into it after college. Yeah. Where they will send you to like inner Mississippi, city. Yeah. like Appalachia or an yeah. inner city, place where there's like poverty. Yeah. And you will go and like after like a few years, they'll forgive your student loans and yeah. stuff like that if you teach in these areas. And that's what Nick, the IT guy, is yeah. going to do. And, well, we find out his name is Nick because... Well, he introduced in the beginning yeah, a few did. weeks ago. I remembered. He did. But um, you just hear Stanley go... What's this guy's name? And Phyllis goes, I don't know. It's something weird, like Garth or Shadow. <laughs> Shadow and Garth. What the Those fuck? Those are perfect names. And he's like, my name is Nick. And he's like, not that any of you care. 
And um, Jim's just like... You have 15 parties a week and you can't remember my name. (laughs) And Jim's like, listen, man, I think we're all just... And he goes, did you just call me man? I literally just said my name. What the fuck? And he's like, what's my name, Jim? And Jim doesn't know it. Jim just doesn't care. He does not know it. He's like, hey, sport. Right? (laughs) So then Dwight goes off and he's like, listen, nobody cares... Like, go, and the inner city kids are only going to use it for porn. Well, he also calls back to their old IT guy, Sadiq. Oh, yeah, Sadiq, and he's like, he didn't bother anybody. That's why we, and, uh, oh, what else did he, he say? He goes, we also thought he was a terrorist. Yes. And the, the weirdest part is, after Dwight says it, Oscar's in his chair just going, yep. <laughs> and, like, Angela looks at him like, are you, what? Why are you saying? Like, and then he goes, get out of here, lurch. <laughs> He calls him Lurch, and he and Nick just goes off. He roasts every single one. Like, oh, oh yeah, I saw your hard drives. Ryan, you're not even a photographer. There's no way you're a size two, Kelly. Yeah, that to Kelly. Daryl, you're on Facebook, man. Why are you telling people you're not on Facebook? They just want to be a friend, man. <laughs> Andy, you wrote an email to the editor. He's a snitch, and I saw the little QuickTime movie that you and Daryl made. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he just flips everybody off, and he's like, Bye. Check this out. Yeah. Fuck you. He just gives the bird and like walks out. It is so impassioned. And the best part about this is that this is like such a minor character. It is. To have him come and kick the doors in and just go guns blazing. It's, it's fucking fantastic. It's, it's awesome. genius. It's awesome. And like I said, after this season of everybody showing their ass, Yeah, everybody's side, an asshole. Yeah. This is the perfect way to end the he season. He puts them all in their place. Yep. So now we're back and Joe and Michael are talking and Joe says... How she, you know, always wanted to be a business tycoon growing up, and it was something to look up to, and she wanted to be, get a Barbie doll made after her, but if she has to go out and do a recall announcement, nobody's going to want to play with her Barbie doll. <laughs> I can't help but do the Southern accent when I talk like Joe. Because it, it's so, like, up in your face. It is. And um, she's like, everybody's going to remember me for that. And Michael She offers... is playing Michael like a fiddle, Oh, my God. Like, yeah, she knows she that he's an, he's a mark. Yeah. And Michael offers to do it for her. He's going to make the statement He's, about the yeah. printers. My God. Like, again, that's the only way you can say it. Played him like a fiddle from oh, yeah. the very first. You're not yourself. Mama Joe. Oh, yeah. She she knows, she knows that he, he needs a comfort. Nobody. He needs a comforting female. Yeah. And that's what she is. Because he's on the outs with his, his gam gam. Because yep. she's with Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> that whole side story. So um, now Dwight is back at the office. And Dwight's downstairs with Hank. And he tells him that he's about to buy the building. And uh, he better like that chair now because going forward, he's going to be standing all the time like Buckingham Palace. <laughs> and Hank's like, oh, I own a one-eighth of yeah. an apartment building in Pittston. He goes, I'm one-eighth proud of you. <laughs> From now on, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm half proud of you. So now everybody is mad at Andy. They fucking hide his bag up in the ceiling and Phyllis is like, you deserve that. They're like hazing him. Yeah, they are. (laughs) But he hasn't lost his job. No, he has not, which, well, Joe doesn't know yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess Joe just wanted Michael to do the statement. Like, that's all she really wanted. Yeah. So now um, Andy gets up on his desk to get his bag out. And awkwardly, Aaron walks up and touches his calf. Yeah, and tells him that she thinks it was... Big of him. It to, was brave for Andy being the which switch. and I I literally just wrote no, no do not begin why? this bullshit again. Why me? <laughs> why me? This is like Michael going no no God no, oh, no. it's starting again. Oh. oh no no no! So now Michael does the announcement at the press conference. <laughs> he's saying words that he's just he has reading, no idea what they reading mean. robotically off the. Script. And he's like, there will be no questions. Any questions? <laughs> 
Like, but he just, he's happy to be part of the limelight again. Yep. That's all he wanted. Must be in front of the cameras. So now Joe pops her head in and she thanks Michael for doing that. And she's like, if I can do anything for you, let me know. And Michael almost half-heartedly is like, oh, you can transfer Holly back. And Joe goes, I'll see what I can do. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. And Michael just kind of is like, what? He's gobsmacked. Yeah. What'd you give this one, dude? Four. I gave it 4.1. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, David Wallace and the IT guy were the highlights. And the, s- the beginning. The cold open with the bullets. <laughs> that was Wait, the no, no, episode. that was. No, 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 no. This one is Packer and PA homepage. Oh, you're no, right. No, no, oh, no, no, no. The last episode got a 4.3 for you're a big right. reason. You're right. No, okay. uh, but yeah, this one. This one was there's good. There's just so much Toby in these episodes. <laughs> there is. That's why That's I, to- I told amazing. you the other day. I'm like, yo, Toby is the MVP of these, man. Yeah. He's great. You're right. But, um, like, yo, it was I a great Nick story. Fucking, bo- like, oh, yeah. roasting all of them. He amazing. just walked in there. He put his balls on the table. But awesome. he tried to be nice, and they all treated him like trash. So he's there like, were, you know what? Fuck you all. There were five whistleblowers, last I counted. <laughs> um... Including David Wallace, <laughs> the suck it shirt. But, uh, like, everything was logical. Everything progressed. You got a little bit of depth from Michael at the end. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, it, it was a normal, like, a normal episode, but I feel like they got so much in without overwhelming the episode. We didn't get a 40-minute one like we did have in the past. Yeah, we also had 26 episodes this season. Yeah. Which is nice. You know, yeah. It's not 28 like last season. But, yeah. um, but what I mean is, like, it's not... It's not overcrowding the episode because a lot did happen in this mm-hmm. episode, but it's not but overcrowding. It yeah, it wasn't it clunky at all. And so we got two big—I would say—two big cliffhangers here. And for the first time in forever, I can say happily that it, neither of them involved Jim or Pam. Because <laughs> last year it was at the hospital with mm-hmm. the pregnancy. The year before that, it was. Um, Oh, Andy, at the end of season four, Andy proposed to... Jim put the ring back in his pocket. Mm-hmm. The end of season three, he asked her out on a date. It's always Jim and Pam that end the season. Yeah. This is the first one that hasn't had a Jim and Pam finale, okay. which I'm cool with. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to change the pace. And um, so the two major ones, I would say, are Dwight buying the building. Yo. Which got, like... In a way, I'm, like, looking forward to it. And in a way, another way, I'm like... They're kind of running out of things to do with Dwight, where they're going to make him buy the building now. Yeah. Like, he's going to be a landlord for the place he works. And, like, <laughs> there's a lot of ways they can go with it. I'm yeah. interested. And then the other one is Mike and Holly. Yeah. Which, obviously, they're setting that table. Which leads me to, like, wonder, uh, is she still seeing AJ? <laughs> and, like, are they going to tear that relationship apart? We shall find out. It's so, I'm so curious. Joe Bennett's like, I don't give a shit about Nashua. Michael Scott, be happy. <laughs> Michael Scott's my boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what, what do you got to say? I just, I really enjoyed this episode. I love the David Wallace cameo. I thought that was genius to have him good be, shit. like, the begrudged ex-CFO of the company be like, yeah, fuck you guys. You <laughs> fired me? Fuck you. Um, I just thought that was genius. The IT guy was fantastic. Everybody had their little part in it. Andy was not obnoxious again. It's I always liked nice. Andy's portrayal this this episode again. Well, without Aaron, it's like they dial it down. Exactly. It's when the two of them are together, He's it's too much. He's not a complete moron. Yeah, he, it, the character becomes totally just... Too much, overwhelming when he's when he's with Aaron. Yeah, it just sucks all the air out. Like by him, like left to his own devices. The last few episodes, even can... when he was with Michael, yeah, usually that it was dialed was it. down. That's when it was really bad. Was Michael and Andy would just 
both go <laughs> completely but, apeshit. But like when he was with Daryl, it was fine. Yeah. The few episodes earlier this season when him and Pam were together on the yeah. sales call, like it was fine. It's just something toxic about him and Aaron together that yeah. like, makes my skin crawl. No, I completely agree with you. So, we do you want to talk about anything else here? Or do you want to no, just get I into just the... love I really enjoyed the season finale. Oh yeah, it was it was good. Um so now we've reached the end of season six. It's yes. time for the autopsy. We're gonna cut the body open and rip out the organs and There's find a out, lot to pull out. Find out what season. kind of ratings we've got behind those organs. There's a lot to pull out of this this season. Alright, so uh There you... were a lot of highs well, there were some highs. There were some there highs a lot of lows. Yeah, so uh go over and tell us what we uh what kind of stuff we sure. talked about. Sure. So if you guys remember, oh I don't know, like six months ago. <laughs> It was a while back. No, I'm kidding. Like three months yeah. ago, we started season six with the episode Gossip. And I gave that episode a 3.0 and Kevin gave it a 4.0. Yeah. The meeting uh, where David Wallace and Jim had a meeting and Michael's on a cheese cart. Yep. Uh, I gave it a 3.1. You gave it a 2.8. Yeah. Then it's the promotion. We hated this one. I gave it a 2.7. You gave it a 1.8. Nothing redeeming, barely, about that episode, yeah. <laughs> now, Niagara Part 1 was uh, pretty well liked. I gave it a 4.2. Kevin gave it a 3.8. Niagara Part 2, I gave it a 4.5. One of my... That's my highest of this entire season. Huh. Um, and you gave it a 3.0. You did not like it as much. Nope. Then there's the Mafia. I give it 3.2. Kevin, 3.8. I like that one. The Lover, which we met Helene. Yeah. Uh, that's a 4.1. You gave it a 4.2. We were pretty close on that one. Aye. Koi Pond, 3.1 for me, 3.6 from Kevin. Double Date, 3.6 for me, 4.4 from Kevin. I love that one. Um, shareholder meeting, 3.3 for Mary, 3.8 from Kevin. You skipped one. Oh, murder. (laughs) Murder. Murder was a 4.3 from me and a 3.5 from Kevin. I might readjust that one uh, at the end of this whole run. Yo, that one was fucking amazing. That one was better than I give it credit for, I think. Um, and then there was Scott's Tots. Now, I know that I shifted this when we recorded it, but I can't remember if it was significantly higher or not. I don't think I think it you was. were looking at two and a half, and then you upped it to like three, three, two or something, was it? Three, one. Three, one. Okay, so I have a 3.1, and you have a 2.0. That was, it was, it, it was didn't better need than to, I remembered it being. It but wasn't it as was bad. Super cringy. Not nearly as bad as people make it out to yeah. be. Um, but it also didn't serve any purpose yeah. at all, except to make you cringe, which isn't entertaining to me. Yeah. So. Um, then Secret Santa. 3.8 for me, 4.2 for you. That was hilarious. That <laughs> one was great. Um, the Banker, I'm the Banker, <laughs> 3.8 from me, a 1.5 from I Kevin. Can't, I can't give a good grade to a show that just showed clip old show. clips. Like, greatest hits, man. It's nostalgia. Uh, then there's Sabre Saber. Uh, I gave it a 3.8, you gave it a 4.0. Then there was manager and a salesman. I gave that a 2.7. You gave it a fucking 3.8. I don't know what we disagreed on on that. Hold on. Let me look through yeah, my we notes. Gotta Keep look going. Our notes Keep going. I'll thing. find out what it was about because okay. it's escaping me right um, now. Delivery part one where <laughs> Pam and Kevin um, had Ultra Feast. I gave it a 3.1. You gave it a 4.0. Delivery part two, 4.0 for me, 3.5 for Kevin. Uh, St. Patty's Day is a 3.8 from Kevin and a 3.5 for me. I'm going to go ahead and say that that one was mostly because of Todd Packer <laughs> yeah. on your half. Right? Okay, so I found for the uh, manager and the salesman. Okay. 
this is the one when Joe shows up. She gives them the autobiographies. Um, this is when Andy hands out the Valentine's Day cards, and Kelly thinks she's, uh. he's in love with her. And Aaron and Andy are kind of like farting around. Uh, this is also <laughs> the episode where we talked about Joe Chemo. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> the manager and the salesman. Um, <sighs> I'm trying to look what else is here. Uh, Michael. Oh, Jim takes the office. He takes the manager's job. Michael takes the salesman, and they go back and forth with that. Mm. And I'm looking now. I gave it a three point eight, and I don't realize. I don't know why I thought it was a full point funnier than you did. I have no idea. Because like I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Dwight and Ryan celebrated that they ousted Jim. Oh um, yeah, the diabolical plan. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm looking through here now. Nothing great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but it's just three point eight. I'll stand by it. Whatever. Joe Kimo jumped it on two points. Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I said Kathy Bates was the only reason that it got 2.5 out of the wow. 2.7 points. That's probably our biggest disparity. Although besides that is, the banker. That but. is the one where he said, I wish I had a lair. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it builds up to this. Yeah. So where did you leave off? I'm sorry. Um, St. So Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day. So then we had New Leads, which uh, I gave it a 3.1. You gave it a 3.8. Happy Hour. Which date, Mike? We hated that. Three point one for me, two point four for you. I hated that. <laughs> Secretary's Day, two point four from me and a two point eight from you. Not fans. Body language. Um, th- this is from last week's three point two from me, three point seven from Kev. The cover up, three point five and from me and three point three from you. And then this week, so four point zero for the chump and a four point three for you. Uh, whistleblower is a 4.1 for me and a 4.0 from you. So, our average for season six, I gave it a 3.5 overall, and Kevin gave it a 3.4 overall. So, now, we're on the same page. We are on the same page. Now, guys, I noticed and I thought, yeah, huh, this is, I think this might be the lowest season overall I gave. So, I went back to seasons three, four, and five. Season three. I can guarantee season one and two were not even close. Yeah, no, because we were that were. was that show was two still might fe- have been. Nah, it was still feeling itself out. I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, season one was we only gave eight like episodes. We gave like four point fives to Diversity Day in season one, yeah. and there's only six episodes, so maybe it was weighted. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, season three was uh, four point or four point one overall for me, and a four point oh eight for Kevin. Okay. Um, season four was a 3.9 for me and a 3.5 for Kevin. And last season, our overalls were a 4.1 from me and a 3.8 from Kevin. So these are our lowest scores yeah. to date for a season overall. Now, why do you think that is? I think it's because everybody was an asshole this season. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, but there was some very, there was, there was some tra- unlikable traits and yeah. portrayals in this season. That didn't make it. The thing is, like, you could and have Michael that. And Michael got, like, three girlfriends in this season. <laughs> you could have that, but it's not... Like, they didn't make it interesting at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just unlikable. Yeah. Like, Phyllis was a total see you next Tuesday. What the fuck? I love Phyllis usually, and yeah. she's, like, not likable this Hand season. Hand it over, numbnuts. Yeah. <laughs> that line. Oh, my God. But, like, yeah, there was a few times this season where I was just, like... These people, like that one episode I gave a 1.8, the promotion. Yeah. Where they, tr- like, they start treating Jim like ass. So, and I think that that's a That good started point. the season so, off so rough. So we, as you guys know, we have our other brother who's also a big fan. He does not like uh, the limelight, if you will. <laughs> but we discuss uh, separately with him. And his big thing, he's like, listen, I, we didn't talk about it until after we had already watched and rated and recorded those episodes. 
And our brother asked us what we were thinking of season six so far. And he goes, this is my least favorite season because Jim's entire character changes. And his his expectations for other people in the office yeah. completely change. And he's right. Where he goes from eye-rolling and making fun of everybody, all of a sudden he's the boss and he's like totally shocked and surprised that they're... Tr- they're acting the way they do. Well, at one, I mean, even in the middle of the season, in Niagara Part 1, yeah. he's telling everybody, you can't have fireworks, you can't talk about our pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's warning these people and telling them not yeah. to do these things because he knows what they're like. Yeah. And then he's shocked when he becomes a boss and they're not automatically respecting him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's... And then the Boston Baked Beans thing when they're all just uh, like treating... Like, they're all just being assholes. Yeah. Then... Then, on the other hand, when all the salespeople start acting like assholes in the he's one right episode, there with them. and he's he's like blowing Mike off and like yeah. not listening, and that's where the numb nuts thing comes yep. from. Exactly, and Andy it's... wrestling Daryl for a pencil, like yeah. they're all just to- everybody's a dick. It was like we are going through the seven deadly sins, and we've finally gotten to greed <laughs> and uh, douchebaggery. <laughs> yeah, everybody's just an asshole this they season. They are Oscar. Well, Creed Creed's the only one who's not affected by. Human morality. You don't give an F about nothing. <laughs> you don't give an F about nothing. <laughs> but, um, like, everybody else has these moments where you just kind of go, like, Ugh. Kelly and Ryan tormenting a teenager and trying <laughs> to give her an eating yeah, disorder. For the whole sake. character of Ryan is just so lost on me. I don't know what yeah. it is. Like, I don't, I, okay, he's a guy looking for, uh, identity, I guess. But, like, he's just the, I don't get it. He's just the worst. He has, no reason. <laughs> yeah. He's just with... I swear to God, his character only exists for Kelly. Yeah. That's no, the way probably. it feels like. Like, I feel like after the coke arrest, and when he was, like, the uh, vice president, I feel like his character it, ended It plateaued. That. It, well, not only plateaued, like, its usefulness faded. Yeah. It didn't have a reason anymore. Because I, I liked when it like, started when he came in as the young guy. The yeah. yeah. He came in as the guy who was going to business school. He had ideas. He took Michael to the school that one time for the lecture. Yep. Like. It all kind of made sense. And then he was the one who, like, snaked Jim and Mike for the promotion. It all made sense. He comes in. He's the dick. He's like, oh, I know how things work here, Jim. I don't like you. Like, yeah. It all worked. And then, like, once that arc was over, I was like, I think that character should be written out. Yeah. But they brought him back, and he serves really no purpose, and his character has no defining traits. And that's a mark. Especially yeah. for a guy who's in the fucking opening credits. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. So, um, the only other thing that we can really discuss in our autopsy, yeah. our highest rated eps, yours is Double Date. Yeah, I enjoyed that. The birthday cake, the poem, the scrapbook that he did. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I went back to the Steamtown Mall and took your wish out. <laughs> <laughs> like that and like the slap heard around the world. Yeah, that like, was pretty The shit fantastic. when they get back and everybody's like, Ollie, boom, buddy. Like <laughs> Pam's like, t- p- Toby's teaching her how to hit. Like, <laughs> Everything, right. like, I love the second half of that episode. And the first half is great, too. Like, where Michael breaks up with an oh, older woman on her birthday because she's getting older. <laughs> like, God. it's so heartless. In but front of her daughter. Yeah, it's so funny, but it's, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just. It's over the line, it's, but it's still comedic. It's one of those absurdist moments that they take and they make funny. Yeah. Because it's so absurd. You know yeah. what I mean? It works. That one works. Yeah. And uh, my favorite was uh, Niagara Part 2 because oh, we, I'm a weepy bitch when I, it comes to weddings. That one is just such a gob of goo. Like, a gob of goo. Gob of goo. Yeah. Which, oh. Oh, sorry, JT. JT, thank you for telling us that means Capicola. As, uh, <laughs> we earlier. are monsters. We're monsters. 
Uh, it was a Capicola or prosciutto. Yeah. I forget. It's some kind uh, of Capicola. I some think. sort of cured. Ta- meat. Call us monsters and let us know again, JT. <laughs> some sort of cured meat. Um, gabagool. Gabagool. But um, no, the the okay. So we, I might we might as well talk about that. The two touchstone uh, arcs. The the ones that got one parts one and two Niagara where they got married and then Jim and Pam having the baby yes. in the delivery episodes. Um, would you make okay? So you like the Niagara ones because you're a weepy bitch. Yes. Um, I I like the first part, the first episode of Niagara. Hated the second one because it wasn't about Jim and Pam. Where you build up for five and a half seasons like these. This is the couple. This is what the show. Like I said before. Every season finale was about Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. A, a Casino Night season two was another one. Yeah, like every season finale was about Jim and Pam. And then when you have the episode where they're going to proclaim their love for each other, and get married, the office people take it over. And then the first four minutes of that were just the four minutes from the previous episode. Yeah, like that episode did not do justice to Jim and Pam. I agree. As someone who doesn't even like Jim and Pam. <laughs> um, and then the baby episodes, I think, were fine. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the fucking nurse. Oh, the, I nur- love yeah. the nurse. The nurse who oh, rolled her right. eyes like, you "Oh, everything. new parents. Yeah, you're the fucking best. Okay." Like, and the lactation specialist. Oh, you oh, no, Jim. I think it would be weird if you did it. Oh, oh, I'll just go get the other guy then. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good episode. So, yeah. uh, like the Jim, like the Jim and Pam stuff, seems to be subsiding. <laughs> now they're just a happy couple, you know. Exactly. So I'm sure we got a baptism coming up or something like that, right? Probably. Just say yes or no. Probably. We're this far. Yes. Okay. Because like that seems like something the show would go on. I'm excited for season seven. We'll just put it that way. I have no idea what I'm getting into. Although you did give me a spoiler before. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) That might not even be for season seven. Toby publishes a mystery novel. About Chad. About Chad Ochocinco. (laughs) Okay. So anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I'm ready to move on to season seven. I think there's, there's clear skies ahead. Season five was great. Yes. This was definitely a letdown. Yeah, season <clears throat> five was so good. I mean, it was going to be hard to follow up season five regardless. Yeah. But um, I think they did as well as they could have. We may have hit the peak. We'll see. All right. Well, anyway, that'll wrap up this week, guys. Yeah. However, you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast, as well as if you want to reach out to the show, uh, long form, give us questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, you can find us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com, and uh, you can reach out to us there. You can subscribe to the podcast on any uh, podcatcher app that you uh, use, Podcast Addict or something like that, mm-hmm. iTunes, whatever. Not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> However, um, you could also subscribe to the Jenny position where you can find us each and every Monday, as well as other great content like Talking Pop, Geek and Sassy, Freak Out Driving, and more. And if at all possible, share the show around if you're interested, because we would greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you have what we're talking about next week. Yes, right? guys. So for next week, we start season seven uh, with episode one, nepotism. Okay. And episode two, counseling. Okay. And I am very excited. I am too, dude. So, so right. uh, yeah, go ahead. Thanks again, guys, for all of your help, for your support, the love, the feedback. We appreciate it all. Um, just thank you again for keeping us around for another season, and we're excited to hop into the final three with you guys. Yeah, catch you all on down the road. Oh, on down the I'll road. Ca- I'm saying it like <laughs> Joe Bennett. I'll catch you all on down the road. Bye, guys. <laughs>